Welcome to The Open Bell, a podcast for trumpet players, by trumpet players, and a cornet guy. I'm your host, Bill Stoneman, and I'm joined by my good friends and fellow trumpet geeks, Joey Tartell and the myopic malcontent, Brian Appleby Weinberg. This episode of The Open Bell is brought to you by the World Trumpet Federation. That's right, we said world. Local's good, regional's nice, national is great. International? Sure. Okay, let's go with that. But World Trumpet Federation should tell you about our plan to, well, you know, take over the world with trumpets and a cornet. Home to the Open Belt Podcast and so much more, the WTF is here to serve you, our trumpet-playing siblings from around the globe. So head on over to www.worldtrumpetfederation.com and by Cromer Music and A Minor Tune-Up. Chris Cromer has been a supporter of the Open Bell since our earliest days, and we have all been customers of A Minor Tune-Up, his tremendous instrument repair and cleaning service. In fact, Chris is the only person allowed to clean Joey's horns once every two years, whether they need it or not. And trust us, they need it. And what started as cleaning and repair now has grown into a full-service music store to take care of all of your needs. Whether you're located on the East Coast and can get to their Wilmington, Delaware location, or you wish to shop online, Cromer Music can help you with all of your musical needs. And if you're in the market for a Marcus Bona case, Cromer Music is the place to go to check that out. They have an incredible selection. And as if this wasn't enough, Chris has now built the coolest mobile repair shop. It's an impressive van that he recently drove to the National Trumpet Competition and parked outside the performance venues to help any competitors that had instrument issues. Remarkable thing. you got to see it. So listen, for more details, go to aminortuneup.com and check out what Chris is doing with A Minor Tuneup and Cromer Music. The Open Bell Podcast is comprised of three segments, warming up, couple things, and no offense. We use these segments to mull, manage, and masticate information that we believe is monumental to malevolent trumpet masters. Gentlemen, shall we? Each week, warming up is brought to you by Chop Saber, that perfect all-natural lip treatment created by the one and only Dandroid Gosling. <laughs> You would have to be part man, part machine to come up with something as good as Chop Saver. Sure, the WTF runs on Apple, but we feel strongly about the great work Dandroid Gosling is doing, but so we can't help but support it. So if you're not using Chop Saver, please hang up and try again. Go on over to ChopSaver.com and upgrade today. Speaking of weak ringtones, hey, Brian. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Dandroid, that's what you're going with. That's yeah. what I went today. Because resistance is futile. All Last will be week. assimilated. <laughs> Last week he was Daniel yep. Saurus Rex. <laughs> he has left the Jurassic era and is in the future. Wow. Good for wow. Dan. Yeah. You bet Jurassic well done. era. Yeah. Well done. Well, is it depressing a cornet week uh, for yeah, me? We followed oh, along. NABA. Give us the NABA update. Yeah. So the NABA report. So we, um, we came in third. Now, we um, need, now let's clarify and make sure everybody knows what we're talking about. North American Right, yeah, brass North Band. American Brass North Band, brass band Association, and you are at the Atlantic yeah. Bay Brass ABB, Atlantic Al- Brass Atlantic Band. Brass yeah, band. That's what I said. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and uh, and so you know the format is you have a, a required piece, and it was this new piece by Paul Lovett Cooper. Now he did send the piece um, to a couple bands in the states um, and to the board of directors, and they told him it was wasn't hard enough, so he rewrote it. It was definitely hard enough. <laughs> was super difficult yeah you, you did show us this part <laughs> yeah and at which point i started giggling yeah it like was a lot of it was, notes. it was ridiculous yeah it was, it was pretty so the, ridiculous so the first night 
all the bands play the same piece. All the bands play the same piece. Uh, yeah. So Friday night. So we traveled. Um, whatever. We concert. drove 13 hours. <laughs> yeah, for it's a great, people great concert. Go see the show. Yeah. And when you're um, thinking we, where you want to hear stuff, you know where you want to go is Anniston, Alabama. But, yeah. But here's Anniston. the thing. I'm Anniston, sure, Alabama. Isn't that where you were? Or you're in Birmingham? No, he was in Huntsville. Huntsville. Oh, okay. My he hometown. Yeah. Birthplace. 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 Yeah. So you had the home court advantage. I had the home court advantage. Didn't help. Yeah, for you. <laughs> you know, I'll bet that piece sounds almost like a different piece, though, sometimes from band to band. It sounds like a totally different piece. In fact, yeah. um, Jacob, um, your Jacob, yeah, yeah, Jacob, the yeah. euphonium player out yeah. in San Francisco now, he sat through um, the winning band's um, rehearsal, Fountain City, and then ours. And he was like, wow, that that's a different piece. <laughs> like, mm. it sounds like a different piece. Um, and so it was, it was kind of depressing. We played our show. You know, we did fine on Friday night. Um, we didn't, we weren't Quite spectacular. Friday, Friday night was the, was the, um, that's the test, test piece. piece. The test piece. Yeah. Then we Saturday did it the way night. we wanted to do it. Okay. And, and you and liked the way you did it. You liked the way you played it. Yeah. It probably wasn't as clean as it needed to be to be a winning band. Um, I haven't listened to, there's a, if you go to Brass Pass and you can listen to all the performances. Mm. Um, and, but we were pretty happy with the way it held together. And, um, you know, pretty, we we're feeling okay. And then we did our rehearsal on Sunday, Saturday morning. And then our show, we did um, Heroes by Bruce Broughton, American composer, mm. um, which is also a super difficult piece. And we were pretty happy with the way that came out, although we were pretty chippy. Mm. So as a as a band, so about half, let's see, just over a third of the band, it's their first time competing. Um, and of course, we haven't competed in, you know, three years because it's been dark. Um, so I think that was difficult. It was good learning experience. I was stupidly nervous on Saturday night. Really? And, yeah, really, really nervous back. I didn't know what was happening. Um, I, had, I did have a long, um, a big, long cadenza. It's like four lines long uh, cadenza to play um, that went between started on high B um, down an octave with lots of tonguing and then up up to high C sharp and then within a measure down to low C sharp it was a big long solo yeah everything went fine um, I was really happy with the way it, with the way it went um, but I was super nervous going in um, so it was a, it was an interesting experience, but I think other players were also super nervous and then got a little chippy uh, the first time on the stage. And it was interesting, um, but fun. And so we were, we were happy with it. Jason Solomon came by after his gig on, uh, on Saturday night and we drank nice. some beers. Yeah. Excellent. It was really good Dr. to see Jason. Solomon. Right. Of course. Great to see Troy, Dr. Solomon. Right. Yep. And I'll see him this summer. Cause I'll be with, uh, with him and Dave Childs and Tom Hutchinson and James, uh, let's see. And, um, Jason and uh, Dave Childs and Dave Childs' dad um, up Is this in that thing up in Canada, Halifax, Nova Scotia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so it was it was a it was a great experience. We, I drove with my students um, back and forth and with Malcolm. It's Malcolm's last contest. Oh, I don't wow. know whether you know Malcolm McDuffie. Malcolm he's plays retiring? third. He's he's moving back to Colorado to be with oh, his he kids. Yeah. Oh no kidding! Oh, yeah, he's wow. moving to Colorado Springs in August. So, so it's who's his taking last that contest. chair? Is Bill taking that chair? Well, I don't know. We need somebody else in death row. <laughs> Bill, I think Bill's oh, no. ready. He could just bike over for rehearsal, man. Right. That's right. He could. It's a short bike for Bill. Right. So we just have to, you know, we have to retool and see what, you know, see what which way we're going. And so you guys uh, came in. You guys came in third. So it's came each in night is judged, and they just add them up. 
Yes, yeah, 60% on Friday night, 40% on Saturday night. Mm. They just, oh, so 60, 40, and then they add those up. Yeah. And then, so Interesting. So, so the so, test piece is worth more than your, than your selected piece. Yes. Well, that makes sense because you can hide your weaknesses in your piece. That's right. You can. <laughs> so Fountain City, they won with a score of 95.167. Yep. So 95 and, then, and a sixth. And then James Madison University yeah, which is, came in second. Great for them because the student they work very hard. Kevin Steeze is a great conductor, and they do four hours of rehearsal every week. And then each section does at least an hour, maybe two hours of sectional each now, week. Now, is that a is that a curricular thing there or extracurricular? It is. It's in it's in place of their brass ensemble. Mm. So oh, I think so, it's actually a major ensemble so, there. And they came in second with a ninety three point nine five yes. zero. Yeah. And then you guys were third with a ninety two point seven one seven. Right. I pulled those up. So, mm. so here's the thing. Can we talk about this a little bit? Yeah. 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 Okay. So. So James Madison is a, a college group that's curricular, which means they're kind of built in. It's a class. It's a class. They're yeah. going at it. And they work really class. hard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, the culture of British brass bands, as you've explained it to me, and please tell me if I'm doing this wrong. <laughs> the culture oh, of this has, has originally and still practiced in England is that these are community organizations. Right. Right. So these are not meant to be professional or curricular. Right. Yes. Yeah. Now, you like might have you might have some local professionals there. Yes. But you're not you're not built into hey everybody signs up for this for a class or in the case of Fountain City we had people from all over the country in this band. It's yeah, a we, wide ranging group. We had a we all had people who used to be our friends, uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> who who played with them. Right. Because I mean we we see the pictures of what's going on in the band. Yeah. Our yes. own our own trombone uh, brother. John Marciando, because Fountain City is based out of Kansas City. Yes. John lives in Albuquerque. Albuquerque. That's not that's a long way to go <laughs> twice a week. For and, twice and, our a own, week. and our own good friend uh, from uh, from Arkansas State, Nyram, yeah. right? Nyram, yep. was in there. He was also yep. there. Yes. Yep. So how does that work? Like, I, I, I mean, in, in the culture, of, obviously they're not with that band all of the time, right? Right. So when that band first started, um, everybody was, fr was local. And then over the years, people have left uh, to, for jobs and family and other things. Um, and so a lot of them keep coming back, um, but a lot of them have to leave the band. And so to replenish the band, oftentimes they won't just have somebody local play in the band. They'll have somebody outside, uh, right. an untenured professor who needs more You're, stuff but, to do or something. Well, John's not yes. untenured. He just likes to right. play and is a terrific player. I understand. Amazing player. I yes. understand why people would want these people in the, in the bands. Right. They're terrific <laughs> yes. players. I get it. But sure. where right. I'm going with this is, as I like things to be equitable and fair, and I need that, <laughs> is that if we're looking at this as an actual brass band in the tradition of how brass bands were intended and going, the the band that got first place is employing a large number of professionals. Yes. And the band that is second place is actually a curricular organization. Yes. So you guys won. <laughs> so we, yes. You, the only ones Small in the class, souls. really. Yeah. Yes. Because you're the ones that are actually doing it right. You yeah. You meet twice a week, and it's it's your it's the group. It's the group. Yeah. It's what right. we do. It's yeah. people which from the, the community, thing. which might include a couple of professionals like yourself, might include some students who happen to be in school, but it's not part of going to school. That's right. right. It's not part of going but to school. But it's the thing that I love about ABB. Like it is so pure in its approach, right? It really is. This, this is the way that it works in England. This is a community organization. You right. have what you have and you train the players that you have to the greatest degree that you can. Because they yeah. love to be there and they're committed to the organization. They're not always going to be a professional level player. Yeah. 
Right. And so we program around people. We, we split up parts to help people. And yeah. Well, yeah. But on the test piece, this is hardly a level playing field. This is true. You got when your when your death row is not the same as right a, a as the death other row death row of pros. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Yes. Or with just the yeah. time commitment of having it being a class. Sure. Well, there's that too. Yeah, right. you're getting a grade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it's definitely it's different. all pretty different, right? So yeah, so all those things are are part of the thing we know going in. And um, so we just, you know, do the best we can and we keep working and we're going to change around some things and we're going to have some new ideas and we're going to compare our, we really go through all the performances with a fine tooth comb and see how it was different. I don't think it was that different. I mean, the scores are not hugely different. Um, no, not at so all. I, yeah. I don't, I don't think it's that different. No, but, you're you know. in the conversation, obviously. Right. I mean, it's close. How many, Which how was, many groups overall? There were six. only six in this in the championship section. It was uh-huh. a big festival because right. the, the other, other three, sections, yeah, yeah. The other three bands uh, after that were the Georgia Brass Band, right, uh, in fourth, the Chicago Brass Band in fifth, and the Colorado Brass in sixth. Yep. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and there's some other brass bands out there that that didn't make the trip this year. Some championship sections, section brass bands. So right. yeah, so it's kind of you know bittersweet and disappointing um but we have some plans okay. for the future and so just one more question okay now as i'm looking i see first section second section third section open Correct. section youth i understand what does that mean first second third and open so the um the level of the required piece is not as high um in each of those so it's it gets progressively easier the test piece is easier okay um and um and so then they can they can get away with playing a sort of slightly easier own choice piece. Um, a lot of the best music is actually in the first section test pieces. Hmm. And it looks now. like there are mm-hmm. at least two university bands there. Sure. Yeah. Oakland University, that's up in Michigan. Yep. And UGA, that's Georgia, British brass band. Yep, that's yeah. Phil Smith's group. Yeah. He yeah. knows a little bit about that stuff. He knows he's a little got, bit about brass a little, banding. A little bit of background there. <laughs> he was staying yeah. at our. He was staying at our hotel. I went up and said hello. He remembered mm-hmm. our concert in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. I talked yeah. to him uh, for a while. Um, he asked how I was doing. I said I had this accident, and he was like, "Oh yeah." We talked a little bit about recovering from <laughs> from he problems. Knows a little bit about coming back from yes. injury. Yes, he does. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So it was really good. It was good to see him, and uh, he's doing great. He's. I said, "You're pretty terrible at retirement." He said, "I'm really bad at retirement." Yeah. <laughs> he said, "I would be." He said, "I think I would just go stir, stir crazy if I didn't have something to do." Oh sure. No, he's so, a brilliant, active guy. He's gonna yeah. He has to keep going. Yeah. So. And he's doing great work there. So well, listen, Brian. Yeah. Congrats. Uh, we love it. We love us some ABB. Yeah. So <laughs> Thank you guys ABB. are in the mix. Yeah. Go but ABB. The whole band is back in the band room on Sunday. We get Thursday off, but wow. we're back in, everybody's back. Yeah, everybody's back <laughs> exactly. in the bedroom Sunday. You know, we're just coddling these guys, <laughs> and I'm out. <laughs> wow. Beautiful. <laughs> All right, Joey. What do you have for us? Uh, I've just got a concept for you. Uh, it's the end of the school year for us that are teaching college. I love it. So right now, I'm making my plan for the summer, and I'm thinking this is what everybody should be doing. So I'm just yes. saying, that, like, what do you want? Because there are always those times in the year where I think, hey, you know what would be cool? And I don't really have the time to get all of that done. So I put that down on a list. So I've got some arrangements I want to do. Mm-hmm. I got some a uh, couple of pieces I really want to learn. I got some things I want to write. And I, so I'm, I'm, I'm making the plan. So it's time yeah. to start planning for summer. Outstanding. If you guys have thoughts about your summer, this is this is all I got. That's all. It's, it's summer planning time. No, that's my I, uh, that's my warming up this week. I'm in the same place you are. I've got a list of post-its here on the desk. 
tasks, <laughs> things I want to get done. I got the list going. In the same place you are, some arrangements, some writing. Yeah. I, I have practice plans for the summer. I have bicycle riding plans for the summer, and I have vacation plans. Oh, somebody has a third movement plan they should be working on right oh, now. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, that's coming your way <laughs> immediately. Getting down to crunch time. <laughs> <laughs> that's, it's essentially done. Transition. Yeah. Uh, no, essentially, no, no. I love essentially. Is, I, all I that's, need is the, that's that's Stoman for not. <laughs> no, no, no. It's done. I can show it to you right now. It's right behind me. Yeah, of course it is. All yes, right. Your so summer kickoff is going to be ITG. You're well, doing I mean, your, I'm all, obviously I'm obviously already working towards that. Yeah, I'm doing yeah. Uh, a recital at ITG on on June first, and then that Saturday night I'll be playing in, in a band uh, behind the guest artists, which include Ole Edvard Antonsen and uh, Jens Lindemann and Tanya Darby. So uh, that should <laughs> wow. be. I don't know what that's Fun. going to be like, but I'm very excited to be a part of it. Yeah, so that'll, that'll be, be awesome. awesome. So I'm going to have a, a very good ITG week. That should be great. That's great. Fabulous. And Bill and I will uh, be getting pancakes for breakfast. So. Every day on the Riverwalk. Every day in honor of Tom. <laughs> we know a great taco place that makes great pancakes. I mean, the pancakes are great. So. He has no idea we're talking about them every I week. love it every time. I oh, and yeah. I should say, Corey Band actually won the European Championships. Tom yes. won the European Championships over the weekend as well. I saw that. Nice. Yeah. Good for yeah. them. Congrats. Again. Them. Yeah. Bill, what do you Tom got for us today? Amazing. Oh, well, this time of year, I uh, get out to visit some local bands, and I ran into a thing, and I hasn't actually haven't dealt with it in quite a while, but... Um, Director says, oh, I want you to meet this trumpet player. Okay. Uh, he just got his braces off. There it and is. And now can't play. Right. <laughs> Shocking. That's so right. So I just want to say, like, everyone <laughs> poor, thinks, like, oh, you get the braces on, you can't play. That's true. But it's also the same game when they come off. <laughs> yes. Yep. <laughs> and there's this weird concept, like, oh, I'm going to get them off just in time for the spring concert. <laughs> you go, oh, my God. What don't happened? do it. Just wear them until summer. Yeah. <laughs> Keep them and on. What's That's weird what about done. this one, now this is a new one, of course, is that this boy had had Invisalign. Oh, oh that's a whole he, different problem. Right. So he could play with the Invisalign in, but even though he was done, so they took them out and then they, of course, put the wire in behind the teeth oh. to keep them from moving as they often do. Yeah. yeah. You know, they install that wire and he was not happy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And of yeah, course, yeah, yeah. there's no quick fix other than just. You're just going to have to be patient and start wow. in the middle of the horn and work your way out and all that. I felt bad for the, the guy, you know, but this orthodontist thing, we've never really dug in on this because they're just not being truthful with people. Oh, it'll be fine. <laughs> uh, not only just that. Just some wax. Uh, my youngest daughter had braces, but I had a lot of students go through this and they're saying, like, yeah, it's going to be like, you know, another maybe another six months. And then you come back in six months. Yeah. And, and of course... The kid is thinking, great, I'm going to get him off. I'm going to get him off. I'm going to get him right. off. Yeah, it's going to be another year or so. But mm -hmm. you said, well, so they're not quite moving like. I yeah, yeah, brutal. Yeah, it's it's really frustrating. It's a guess. I just haven't encountered it in a long time, and it kind of came back, but it came back with, in, with the Invisalign iteration, Yeah. which you'd think, I thought all along, okay, this is cool, right? Because that's not going to be the same issue. Should be but more subtle. Is. It, it, it's not the same issue, but it is, a, 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 in some cases, a more frustrating issue because with braces, braces are going to be where they are and you have to get used to that and, and then go. And it could right. take anywhere from two to four weeks and then you're kind of fine. Invisalign, every two weeks, your teeth are in a different place. That's right. <laughs> it's a moving target. Right. So what happens is you're like, okay, it's cool. It's cool. And then the next week, oh, I can't play at all. <laughs> and then the next week, hey, everything's great now. And then I'll be a couple of weeks, and then you can't play at all because it's a, it's a slower but 
uh, moving around more. Yeah. yeah. So it's a perpetual adjustment rather than a, a big one on either side. And so now it's like... out. The, the Invisalign is out. Was he playing with the Invisalign on his teeth? He had been mm-hmm. before, yeah. So he yeah. couldn't just keep it in for shows? and Oh, it wouldn't go in anymore because the wire's behind his teeth. Yeah, the wire's back there now, and mm-hmm. I think the wire was the thing that was really messing him up. And probably messing right. with his tongue position. And... Yeah, and everything else. Yeah, and that wire's not like... going anywhere. Right. Nope. Oof. So that's is that permanent? You're relearning that. Yeah. Or is that I just mean, till you're an adult? Uh, if you don't, yeah, maybe it depends. If you, don't, if you don't want them to move anymore, you're going to wear the wire. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, right? Wow. So that this is thing. what we've not really tackled this too much, this whole orthodontic, orthodontia issue. Yeah. But it uh, might be a thing. I, I had a student who auditioned here who actually made Allstate Band, and his face is like all over the place like it's he mm-hmm. needs a complete and i was like you need and he's like i know and i said um but you made all st- you're like you're playing you can play yeah he said he said um i got my braces off and this is the only way it would work oh, wow. <laughs> it's like complete like yeah he right. needs to be redone but uh yeah yeah, yeah. he just Crazy. couldn't couldn't do it any other way That's yeah place to guy. make some money though be an orthodontist make some money <laughs> yes it's a good business plan Hannah had six teeth pulled before she got her. Oh, yeah. You can't on the same day. Thing. Same day. Yep. Oh yep. man, Joey's out. He's out. Joey yep. just. I just got a little weak in the knees. Back okay. off his chair. <laughs> All right, we better get him out of here. Yeah. All right, boys. It's time for some trauma trivia. The trumpet oh, terms God. edition. Oh no. Trumpet Terms Edition? Trumpet Terms Edition, yeah. Trumpet Trumpet Trivia. Dictionary. All right. Trumpet Trivia, Trumpet Terms Edition. We're ready. All right. Here we go. These are going to be easy. This. Piece of cake. Because I felt so bad that you did so poorly on Jeopardy last week, I'm going to make this easy. (laughs) You made a category where it was impossible to get a right answer. I mean, it's it's so what? (laughs) What do you mean, so what? You knew all the answers. If the whole class fails, that's a reflection on the teacher. (laughs) (laughs) They just weren't working hard enough. Not if the whole class is you two. <laughs> well, this is true. <laughs> okay, that might be fair. All right. <laughs> Question one. What is the term used to describe a narrowing in the tubing designed to speed up airflow? A narrowing in the tubing? Yeah, a narrowing in tubing. It speeds up the airflow. Well, it doesn't speed up airflow. That's not how airflow works. You Brian, don't know you the know Bernoulli what? principle. Right. Oh. That, that's that's not how... This is Trauma Trivia, the can of worms edition. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, do you know what he's talking the, about is here? Is it the Venturi? It is, Brian. Yeah. That's 100 points for you. <laughs> wow. That was the a Venturi. little snotty, I think. It was good. <laughs> you had a little edge on that 100 well, points because for Brian I just think that was Well, I think you're kind of overthinking it. No, I would never. Shocking. <laughs> how could right. that happen? Question two. What is the technical term for the small screw-on part that keeps the slide from coming off a Bach trumpet? The third valve slide from coming off a Bach trumpet. They're just not called stoppers? It's, it's the stop screw, isn't it? Is that your final answer? Are those your final answers? Because I've, I've always called it something else, and I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm actually going to go online and figure out what the real name of this thing is. So I did. All right. Went on, and I priced it, and I found it. And they're over $8 a piece now for those little things. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It is called, officially called, the third valve slide stop nut. 
Well, we got the word <laughs> stop, stop in there. I think that counts. Oh, of course, yeah, that's close. <laughs> yeah, we're in the ballpark. Count. I did Third a, valve, I, slide, stop, nut. I did a master class one time with Bob Malone. He was mm-hmm. here and presenting at this thing we did here at school. And um, he wanted me to play his Yamaha B-flat. So I, I played the B-flat. His point was, whatever you do changes the way, whatever you do to it changes the way it plays. Mm-hmm. So I played just Leonor uh, B-flat call. And then he took out the, the Yamaha stop screw that was in there and he put in one that had been hollowed out. And I played it again and people's eyes and mouths just in the room. They couldn't believe the difference. And it did feel different too. Yeah, that was, I, I, I think that was one of the big differences in the, the, um, New York and the, uh, Vizuti was Mm. that stop screw was one of the big differences. Yeah. Yeah. If I remember that correctly, I could be wrong about that. I think you mean stop nut. Third valve slide stop nut. Stop nut. (laughs) Third valve. The three V S S N, of course. Eight dollars and twenty seven cents. Eight twenty seven. Yeah. Yeah. Worth every dime. Every every <laughs> bit of it. All right. Anything to keep your third valve safe. Third valve slide safe. Question number three: How many bell designations did Vincent Bach create? Oh, holy crap! Oh my God! Well, hold on. This is a trick question. <laughs> it's not really a trick question. <laughs> of course it is, because he made all kinds of different bells. Now, how many do we? They're number numbered. And keep around. They're. They were all numbered. Oh, they were literally right. numbered. All right, Brian, let's let's work this through. Are we ready? Literally. Well, 7, 37, 37 72, 72, 42, 43, 43 38. 38. Oh, yeah, there's some New York Bach 38 bells that are amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, I read six. about the 38 bell in uh, my research. The 38 bell with the medium bore is really a, has, was a great horn. Um so let's you see. think there are let's another five that we just don't know about? I think there are lots we don't know about. So I'm what gonna, are you guessing? Over under? Do we get an over under? I'm going to say twelve. Okay, Joey, twelve. Brian, what do you say? Yeah, I say over that. Yeah, you guys. Yeah, <laughs> not close. No, it's like it's not a number. It's like, 50, it's like fifty or something. Is this it's probably three people who have never been in my kitchen. Is exactly. That, <laughs> you're out. In them out. How many well, bells? You geniuses. <laughs> There's a reason that the 72 bell is called the 72 bell. It's in 72 bells? Yes, there's 72. But I've never seen a number one bell or a number 68 bell. No, a lot. some of them were just thrown out, but they were designed and they were put in there and they're used and there are descriptions for all of them. (laughs) You geniuses. (laughs) You geniuses. (laughs) Let me see. There's the 72. I think there's 12. (laughs) So I underthought it is what you're saying. You completely underthought. Oh my God. It's about no, you, time. It's about you, time. Overthought. This is an. This is embarrassing. I want to know oh how many gosh. are used in production. Well, I don't know. There's there's a lot. Not there's anymore. Lot. The the descriptions are really actually kind of cool. One of them was described as having a Teutonic sound. No, that's not okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Pretty cool. Oh yeah. man. Seventy-two. Seventy-two bells. Imagine that. Maybe, I don't know, 72. Is that a holy number, maybe? Maybe is that why you picked it? 72 is a very interesting number, but we're not probably talking numerology right now. <laughs> probably not. Okay, question four. What is the name of the actual sleeve in which the valve sits? The sleeve in which the valve sits? The thing that you put the valve down into on the trumpet. What is the that valve called? casing. Brian? Yeah, I would say ca- the valve casing. It, that's a valve casing. You are correct. Hey, I got one. Look at that. 
Well question, done. I'm pretty question five. Right now. Oh, we can't retire now? No. Question <laughs> We're five. out. There's Probably 10 got total. one right. Stop the game. Total. I want to cash <laughs> out. <laughs> what is the technical term for the part that is soldered on top of the lead pipe adjacent to the third valve? Adjacent to the third valve. On top of the lead pipe? So on top of the lead pipe. Are you right talking about the, the, uh, the, the octave the ring? Joey, what are you calling it? Well, is that what we're talking about? Mm-hmm. That part. Well, it's been called different things. It's been called... It is a ring, right? It's, it's In some cases, it's a circle. In other cases, it's a bit of a hook. I'm going with the octave key. <laughs> I'm going with pinky ring. <laughs> Brian would be right. It's the octave key. <laughs> <laughs> See? This is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm putting a stop to this entire podcast. No matter what you guys said, pinky ring is what it's it's known as, but I'm gonna I always call it the octave key. I'm now angry. <laughs> Brian, that's hundred points for you. Wow. All right, question six. What is the name for the place on the horn where the mouthpiece is placed? The receiver. That, yeah, the receiver. That's right. See? Yeah. Some of yeah. these are not difficult. See, I know some things. What is the actual name for the opening in the bell of the trumpet? The opening in the bell? I don't know what you mean by opening. Well, the open bell, the opening. It's fascinating that you it's don't know the answer a, to it's this. It's not it's an the, opening. The bell flares out. It's called the flare. Well, the bell flares, but that's not describing the actual opening. There, oh. no, that. Nope, got me then. Thought everybody knew this. No. Mm, sorry, guys. The right answer: blowhole. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's not an opening because it's actually closed. Blowhole. <laughs> That's from the blowhard right there. <laughs> wow. Okay. Question eight: There is a product that he used that is used in trumpet maintenance that comes in a small container labeled TSG. What does TSG stand for? Trumpet slide grease. Oh, very well done. I don't know if that's right. It makes I'll, sense to me. I'll definitely go with that. It's actually tuning slide grease, but, <laughs> but close. Crap. <laughs> yeah. So close. I was uh, that close. So <laughs> mad. I got two-thirds right. of it. Question nine. There was a product that is literally uh, small foam discs that are soaked in a cleaning fluid yeah. that are intended to be blown through the horn yes. to clean it. What, the what is this called? Remember these things? What is the name of this product? Spitballs. Yes. Yes. Spitballs. Spitballs. That's right, yeah. Brian. All over this? it. You don't need to do anything. Just put this in the lead pipe. Mouthpiece in, valves down, blow it. Comes, it'll come it flying out of the bell. It pops right out of the bell. Unless I put it that doesn't. through the through the Edwards here. The, the Edwards mm -hmm. E flat that the school owns, a lot of chunky stuff came out of that. Yeah, oh, what yeah. color it goes in? Yeah, not green, light blue. It comes out it, oh, no, green and brown. Right. Yes. It's, yeah. In the lead pipe and out gross. the blowhole. That's right. Right out the blow. <laughs> right out the blowhole. <laughs> the blowhole. Holy moly! That's terrible. <laughs> I know. It's so bad. Question ten. Uh, there is a name for a, a very popular polish and cleaning paste that is used on silver trumpets. Tarnish shield. That's the one I used to use. How old are you? That's not the wow. one I was looking for now. That is a very popular one. It I is a very popular one. Then I get the 100 points. Yeah. You, you make you it can... 50. <laughs> Tarnish shield? It's what is it's company still around? Yeah. Is that company no, still that company's around? not still around because I actually went looking for it. I'm looking it up it's right now. It's been around now. for 50 white years bottle, old. White bottle with a teal lid. Yeah. Right. I, I found Tarnish shield right Tarnex. here. Is it Tarnex? 
No. No. That's not the one I was thinking of. There's one that instrument like repair, like actual people that know how to fix it. 3M and Scotchgard both make tarnish yield silver polish. I was thinking of Flitz. Flitz. I've never heard of that. Flitz is great. It's not. It's no tarnish yield. Well, <laughs> what is? <laughs> exactly my point. And I'm no claiming victory on this. It's no longer 1982. <laughs> so. Shield causes cancer. That's why it's not used anymore. Right. <laughs> listen, the, listen. The asbestos and lead in Tarnish Shield is what really <laughs> makes it work. Bell sparkling. <laughs> I'm not saying it's. You want to be smart. You want to be shiny or not? <laughs> I'm not saying it's a problem, but you can't buy it in California. <laughs> it's killing all the bald eagles and condors. <laughs> but your trumpet is shiny. So shiny. <laughs> So shiny. Dead condor on the road outside your house. <laughs> oh, boys. All right, it's time for a couple things. We do our best to share the information that we think makes your trumpeting life better and easier, like not more efficient because that's not a thing. And we especially like to share our experiences and opinions so that you don't make the same mistakes that we have. So trust us on this one. Keep your trumpet clean. Hold on. We dedicate Hold today's on. episode. What? What? <laughs> Wait, what? What did you just say? Don't worry, I'm getting to you. Okay. We dedicate today's episode to the cleaning topic. your horns and keeping them that way. Now, have no fear, Joe. You'll be back next week <laughs> <laughs> when we're once again discussing a topic he knows something about. But for this week, he is right out. <laughs> Can you yeah. talk about your lack of cleaning, Joey? He, please. It's it's truly amazing. It is, is remarkable. Here, here's a, a true story. I don't know if I've told this on the podcast. It was my first football game as a high school freshman and we had to line up in uniform with our instruments when the whole marching band and the band director would walk around for inspection with the drum major with him so Joey's first f in school so he's walking down the line and he gets to me and you know i've got the uniform right you know we put the uniform on with big q-tip hats and he gets to my and he looks at my horn and he takes my mouthpiece out of my horn and holds it up and looks through the bottom of it, <laughs> looks to the drum major, looks back at me and says exactly this, sewer pipe, and then hands it back to me and keeps walking. And I thought to myself, oh, what's his problem? And then, so he, we finished and I looked through and went, oh, huh. I, it's one of those things I always think, I'm going to be better at this, and then I'm never better well, at it. We, Right. We've talked about a lot, like, oh, I'll use this and I do that and blah, blah, blah. And Joey just stands there quietly, just staring at us. <laughs> yeah. And like, well, once a year, well, not even now because. Well, right, this, is, this has been this the, is problem. the problem. I, I missed NTC this year. And uh, I, I like going to NTC and, and ITG for a, a many, many, many reasons. High on that list is getting to see Chris Cromer. Getting to see Chris. <laughs> he'll work Chris, on your horns. The first time I met Chris was at one of these things and i and i said oh he's like he had some you know festival deal drop your horn come back in an hour and we'll have it clean and i said great here and so i came back about an hour later and there was a woman running the cleaning tank and she looked up at me and said is this yours mm -hmm. and i said um <laughs> yes and she's visibly angry <laughs> and, she's, and i said yeah why how do you play this? What we normally do is we run this tank a few times and then you know we have to kind of clear everything out. I put your horn through, had to clear the tank, run it through again. Right. And call hazmat. Right. Yes. 
I thought they were, she found, you know, living things in there. And I'm like, yeah, well, mm -hmm. thanks. I appreciate well, that. Yeah, we've all had those. I, I, this student a few years ago, I actually just had it happen recently to him. Like, okay, getting a little better, not really coming around. This isn't really progressing like it really should. Let me see your horn a minute. Pull the mouthpiece, mouthpiece pull the tuning slide and go, oh, <laughs> no light. Sewer pipe. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing going it. on down there. So, I heard one yeah. once where the teacher looks down and there was something crawling up the pipe. At <laughs> no, no. Yes. And oh, it, it turned out to be like a tapeworm or something. <laughs> Joe, yeah. I don't Joey. believe it's ever been that bad for me. I'm hoping. You'd like to not think that. Well, our first recording project, we we took Scott's sea trumpet to the to the shop oh, to get right. the slides unstuck. The slide wouldn't move. Oh, the, no way. The guy, the guy took it, took the instrument the repair tech took the instrument and said yeah students these days <laughs> scott was like yeah students these days <laughs> that's great well here's the thing i tend i do all my own cleaning of these horns brian yeah i a combination um, yeah i have sent stuff like to the local guy here and, and obviously stuff to chris too because he's he's great and the supersonic thing he's doing there is that yes working. Yeah, it's fantastic. And, yeah. and they also do a valve alignment on the other end of it when you're when you're done sure. cleaning all the valves and everything. They make sure they replace the pads, they replace the corks, um, they make it all work again. They'll take out any dents. I mean, it's a great thing to do to take it to your your local right. shop. And you have to, I mean, you're dealing we're dealing with right six horns every day. So or nine. Yeah, or you're you're dealing with nine. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not inexpensive, right, to do that. And it takes some takes some time. You can't, I mean, I have done the thing dropped off three horns and the next morning before i do the thing again i'll pick them up and do the thing again i'll drop off the other three horns and by the end of two days i have all six horns done cleaned but yeah and it's it's beautiful thing and they all they all play better um oh yeah but yeah i mean didn't your horn play better after chris worked on it joey yeah that's when every time i do this i think <laughs> right i'm gonna then, i'm going to do this now right and then, like well, a month as I goes said by, in the, uh, and I'm like, it's fine, right? It's okay. Right. Well, as <laughs> as I said in the, the ad up front tonight, Chris, because Chris graciously sponsored this episode. You know, it's on trumpet cleaning. It's only fitting. You know, right. Yeah, I said he is the guy that you trust with your horns every two years, whether they need it or not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, he's going to be at ITG, right? Right. Good. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I'm going to need. That. And he's got <laughs> this new rolling. He's got this new rolling van now. Have you seen? Like he took yeah. one of these big Sprinter vans and yeah. turned it into a re mobile repair place. It's very cool. It's really cool. It's, it's like amazing. The, it's the uh, it's like the food truck equivalent of a repair truck. Yes, it's right. like a mobile mobile repair site. Uh, you could you pull the dents on this, and I'll take a fish taco. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow. If he served nachos <laughs> while I waited, <laughs> then wow. Okay. Why would you ever clean your own horns? Why? Then he no. could clean it, and you could blow it, blow your nachos into the horn, and right back clean into it, again. it again. That's pretty yeah. much what happens. <laughs> it's a good business model for him. Exactly. Yeah, but, but you're but, you're blowing your diet coke down the lead pipe all the time. But that should clear it out. That's acid, oh, right? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Shouldn't that keep it clean? That's why I switched to diet coke because my valves wouldn't stick. Exactly. Your valves will stick with regular coke, by the way. All right. I'm sugar because of the sugar. Well, it's not yeah. real sugar. It's high fructose corn syrup. Well, whatever. It makes your valve stick. Diet <laughs> the coke, sugar no tastes sticking. better. This gets us to the whole uh, Coke Mexican Coke issue, right? Which we don't the, have time for today. We do because Mexican be Coke has real cane sugar. It tastes better. <laughs> different podcast. That's a different podcast. No, it's not. It's all related. At any rate, wow. it's good. To ha it's good to have a process. I have a process. Okay, tell us your process. 
it's a long process. But essentially, it starts this way. And I know you guys are going to chime in on this because Joey's just going to discount everything and just say, take it to Chris. Of course. Yeah, just take it to Chris. But I have a, a work area that I prepare. I put a towel down, for, like to protect the counters and the, mostly to protect the horns. Sure. <laughs> right. And then I get everything that I need, like all the greases and oils and stuff, opened and ready to go. So I'm not messing with them later. And now the main character in this, Dawn. All right. Dawn dishwashing liquid. Not Dawn Wells. No. No. Whoever no Gilligan's Island references? Come on, Paul. Yeah. Oh, Catch wow. up. Wow. Yeah. Seriously? How about that? No Marianne? No. Marianne. Huh. Don Wells. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Who'd have thunk? Who'd have thunk it? <laughs> anyway, Captain. <laughs> All right, Skipper. You meant Skipper. So. <laughs> Whatever. It's been a long time and a long day. Uh, disassemble the thing carefully, right? Take okay, the valves out. Let me ask one question as you're right. doing this. Are mm-hmm. you doing one horn at a time or do you do multiple horns at the same time? No, no, no. I do one at a time. Okay. I those valves make important designation. Yeah. yeah, because by the time you're said and done, right? Six horns, right? To do the thing, right? Or nine. Mm-hmm. Or nine. That's like 19 valves for me. And you're not doing this with. <laughs> wow. Wow. It wow that, is. that hurts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, the. Right, because of the so one horn because of the piccolo. Yeah, because the piccolo. So one horn at a time. So here, and then the next question: Do you start at B flat or do you start at piccolo? Do you start start low and go up, or do you start piccolo and come down? I start at B flat. I think I knew you had an idea. So you got your B flat trumpet. You got your. I'm taking the valves out, carefully putting on the towel, pulling all the slides, and I'm putting them in. I've already run some hot water in the sink, and put the Dawn dishwashing liquid in there. Sure. The blue. And I just take those parts out, and I just put them in there, and I let them soak. The bottom of the valve caps, all that. All goes in there. Mouthpiece yeah. too. Right in there. All goes in there. And okay. So for a few minutes, have a beverage. How, sure. how many minutes is a few minutes? Well, I usually start at that point. Then I start running the snake through the horn. So maybe five minutes or so. Okay. Okay. Right. All um, right. So you have the body of the trumpet. So I get that stuff in there, right? In the body of the trumpet, and I'll I'll get that as as you know, in, like in there as far as I can. While that's happening, then I start working on the valves. All right. And I All carefully right, clean the I clean the valves with a brush or a snake, and I'm careful not to scratch the outside of the valves, and I'm careful not to get the felts wet, because that's really the only thing you can't get wet. Right. Are the felts at the top of the valves, right? But you I clean. You know, the, you can I, you can take the caps off, and you can take the felt off. Yeah. Okay. I just. <laughs> okay. Because I'm I'm gonna be careful with the valves. Like I'm not gonna just throw the valves in the in the water with everything else, because I'm trying to protect them. All right. So I just don't even worry about it. Right. Okay. And I clean all the ports out, no harsh abrasives, nothing like that, but some extra soap and let the Dawn kind of do the work. Make sure the ports are all clean and I rinse them off and I set them aside so they can dry on the towel. Because right. the other stuff is still soaking, right? Yep. right. Then I go back in and I clean all the slides with a snake. Right? Do you yep. guys have a snake? Well, Brian, sure. you have one. Uh, yes. I have one. It's in pres- like the snake is in like pristine new. condition. Yeah, it's for <laughs> sale. Still in Trump plastic. Never like, been used. Like yes. new. <laughs> yeah. It's in a little Still plastic bag. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, then I snake all the slides and I snake the horn and I pour hot water down th- through the horn. I have one of those hoses on the sink so I can just kind of. This is in your kitchen. In the kitchen. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Now, here's a question for you, though, because then I rinse all those things out, or do I rinse 
all those things out. <laughs> no, you you rinse. There's an I rinse. You I'm rinse. Just saying. Yeah. I mean, in some places, some nope. listeners might wish to rinse. No, that's not what happens. They might want to want to do that, but they don't do that. But they're not going to do that. <laughs> anyway, then I let all I get all that stuff on the towel, and I just let it sit there and dry. Okay. Yep. And same with the horn, and then I clean the mouthpiece out with a proper mouthpiece brush. All right. Sure. Do you have one of those, Joey? I yeah, of course. Like new. Also, like new in its plastic, still with the staples in the cardboard Stapled. part. Yeah. What kind is it? It's like a, uh, a break in case of emergency sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> behind glass. Right. Case. It's encased in glass in my office. Right. Do you even know where it is. Oh, it's in your office. Somewhere in here. Yeah. He has no idea where it is. Do you carry it around? Probably. Carry it around? No. Do you have a mouthpiece truing tool that you carry? Actually, I do have one of those. I do. And, yeah. and the it's students hard to get here airports know. with those. Is it a truing, to, uh, truing yeah. tool? Or is yeah. it just a metal, like, leather punch or something? No, no, no. No, no this is actually it. The actual the actual I have that and a mouthpiece thing. puller here in this office. Yes. Yeah, I do that. And that Which has mouthpiece puller? Bobcat. Yeah, the Bobcat. Oh, yeah. That's the only way to go. I will tell you. Because, and I have had version. both students... And faculty here at the Jacobs School of Music say, <laughs> hey, so can I drop by your office for a second? Please come on in. <laughs> and I have essentially rounded out the bottom of mouthpieces and yes. right. pulled them out of stuck slides. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Isn't it funny? The guy with the dirtiest horns in the building is the one saving everyone on the mouthpiece thing. <laughs> yeah. It's upside down land. Well, yeah. Anyway, at that point, I'm re- then I clean those those bottom valve caps. You got to make sure to get those cleaned because that's where yeah. all that grime goes. Yep. Which is the reason you don't oil your valves through those things. Right. You ever just seen anyone do this? Of all the time. I'm just all saving time. Yeah. All you're doing is like pushing that stuff back in against the valves. Yep. How about oiling your valves through a slide? Pulling a slide and doing the same thing. It does the same thing. Yeah. There's gunk in there too. Yeah. I saw someone once oil their valves. <laughs> Joey, Joey's like, wait, I've done both those things regularly. Yeah. <laughs> Not regularly. I re- But on a gig, if something's sticking, I will do that as a fast fix and a rest. Hmm. Interesting. I saw someone oil their valves once without taking the caps off the top. They just shot it down in where the where the post goes. Oh, no, I'm, a, I'm not okay with that. I don't no, think I'm that not helps either. either. <laughs> no, because that gets all over the felts. Right. That and can't it doesn't be good. get down into the piston area. And right. see, since I never actually wash my horn, my felts never get wet. <laughs> Spotless. <laughs> Don't worry about it. The driest felts in the business. Exactly. So, so a couple, a couple of things. Now, you, you never put Vaseline on the slides, right? No. No. no right. No. Yeah. No, there are lots of people about... that think that's okay. Uh, okay, but yep. I, I will tell you, my slides and valves work. So I, yes. I believe there's an important part of this. Like for the tuning slide, you get some good thick slide grease. Put it on there because you do not want that moving by accident. Right. Right. Heavy, right. heavy TSG or whatever you like, tuning slide grease, right. something heavy lanolin stuff on the tuning yeah, slide. Yeah, lanolin. You can go to you can go to a pharmacy and get a tub of lanolin in the last year, 25 years. Yeah. Which is but, not vegan, by the way. For the slide. It's not vegan. No. It's not vegan. That's, no, don't, don't ask the sheep. Um, <laughs> but for the slides, the you can use essentially the exact same grease. A thinner coat, but then you can cut it with a couple of drops of valve oil. Yeah, cut you it can. Because you want your first and third slides to be moving like a trombone slide. See, I use different stuff on those. Oh, see, I don't. I use the same stuff. I just use a thinner oh, no. and cut it with valve oil. See, I My use slides that. are great, though. Hmm. 
They are good. Put so much other gunk on there, though. That's how you <laughs> keep it moving. Know. Greasy. Do you so use something like, specific, Bill? I, I'll tell you a story about what I use. Yeah, I use the lighter, like, slide gel. Yeah. Or lighter slide oil on first and third. The Hetman stuff. Yeah. That's the Shoki stuff. stuff. The that's shilky. lanolin. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's lanolin. lanolin. And then slide, they mix it with some valvoil. It's slide grease with lanolin. This is great stuff. Yeah, you remember when terrific. Carmex used to come in a container that was exactly like that? Yes. yes. I actually handed that to someone once who kept bugging me to borrow my Carmex. Yeah, this is great stuff. <laughs> Give him the lanolin. Oh. Nice. Yeah, here it is. Here it is. Try this. <laughs> no, the shilky slide grease with lanolin is, yeah. is, is that's terrific. That's good stuff. So you're using that on one and three and adding oil to kind of thin it out. Yep. Yeah. It works great. Interesting. Then you just work them. All right. So I was playing a gig um, with the teacher from the, one of the teachers at Westchester, Rob Sconison, you know, Bob Marazzini. Bob Bob Marazzini. We're playing a gig up in Princeton. It's a brass ensemble. And for some reason I had to play flugelhorn and I have to play a solo. That's bottom part of the staff, C sharps, D sharps, like all over the place. My third valve slide was not working at all. Mm. And, and so I'm struggling with it. And, and so I'm thinking, well, I'm just going to have to take this thing apart, but it's, you know, you have to, it's a screw mechanism because it's the, um, the Yamaha flugel and, and Rob leans over his, I got you covered. And he hands me an Alcast bottle. That's got what looks like cough syrup in it. Mm. And I said, what is this? And he said, don't ask questions. Just put it. It's like Joey. Stop talking. <laughs> Just put it on your talking. put it on your slide. <laughs> right. So I put it on my slide. Works great. So I still use it. Um, not his bottle. I bought my own bottle of transmission fluid. Yes. Oh yeah, sure. It's perfect. So I tell this my students use it. I tell them it's blood, sweat, and tears of freshman trumpet majors. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> right, but so that's essentially made from metal on metal. Exactly. That's it what trumpet gr- is. It works great. Yeah, yeah, it's it's tremendous. Mm-hmm. Um, I also do the the lanolin thing um, from uh, from I bought it in Evansville at midnight when Sarah was crying because Hannah was brand new. Oh my! Oh, <laughs> it wow. works great for that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so my very my mine is a little variation on yours, Bill. I do the same thing, set everything out. But if you are if people are interested in actually doing um, a cheap version of a chemical clean. Mm-hmm. You can do vinegar and salt. So if you have a tub that's big enough to, for your B flat to sit sideways in, lay it down, and you can put enough vinegar in to go over the bell. Take the instrument apart and um, take everything out, um, all the slides out. Valves you do separately, but mm-hmm. vinegar and then a bunch of salt, and it will cut away all the the grime. It's like doing brasso for the valves, make them nice and shiny. Right. That that brassy shine um, takes all the green out of everything. You still use a snake, but you let it sit in there for half an hour or so, um, and it takes care of everything. Um, and then you do have to do the extra step of using some dishwashing liquid. You have to use Dawn um, because it'll, with the salt and vinegar, it will um, just suck up and evaporate all of the oils. Um, so you can't. You have to do a, a serious washing after that, but it is a serious a, rinse. Yeah, yeah, a yeah. serious rinse. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. So it's a it can be problematic if you don't you don't do that part. But I have students do it, and it's um, you know it's just as much as you have to buy a few gallons of of um, vinegar. Right. Yeah, and the parts of the the amount doesn't matter. You just put in the salt until it stops um, dissolving, and then you're then you're fine. That's you're good cool. to go, and you can do yeah. all your all your. I'd be up for that trying way. that. That sounds yeah. great. 
I will say this too. When we get back to the assembly thing. I when I put the horn back together, valves first, because I put the valves in first because I want to oil them and get them back in where they're safely concealed, right? So that when I start working with heavier grease, I don't get it on the valves. I think there's a better reason to put the valves in first is that you want them in when the when the slides go in to make sure the slides go in properly. Hmm. What? Too. Brian, yeah. you're confused. I'm totally confused. <laughs> then valves you set first. up that you set up the vacuum in the system. You can move the slides without having the valves in. It makes it you don't have to worry about pressing the valves down when you're moving I the just, slides. I just don't want all that gunk on my valves. I'm trying to protect the valves at every every turn. You know so, there are there are towels in a sink right there. You just wipe your hands off. <laughs> you can just I wash could. your hands. You're using Dawn anyway. I have a process. Yes, you yeah, do. That you do. You have a problem is what it is. Yeah. So for the towel. My process is I so much better. <laughs> you find you find Chris yes, you and you say, Here's my horn, how long do you need? And it's then I go dirty. shopping. It's, yeah. Then I go for shopping. shoes. Yeah. Go shoe, shoe shopping. shopping. Shoe shopping. <laughs> Speaking of which, I gotta go. Brian, we need to go shoe shopping. Oh, I have in the past month actually had to toss two pairs of shoes that I have actually worn all the way through. Wow. You know, just ancient at this point, so it's time to do some shoe shopping. You ready? In. You in? Brian loves a shoe shop. Brian yeah. loves How many shoe hours shopping. did we drive and then went to three well, we different were places to shoe shop? We, had, we were waiting for were them to catch do? up. What else were we going to do? Not I go shoe shopping? I didn't have a chance to think about it. We were already at the store. Exactly. Walking around, do some shoe shopping. It's a great <laughs> right. way to spend the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah no one sells locals. shoes at ITG. You're going to have to buy like uh There's the booth we need. Yeah, shoes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like this All idea. Right. Now, next step. Okay. Next horn level. is assembled. Yeah. Or if you're not going on to the next horn, if this is the last horn, you clean the sink. Because then you'll be invited back to do it again. That's right. Because if not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You get all that trumpet grime in there. And that's yeah, you have to clean up. And yeah. now we polish the horn. Now you silver polish the horn. Oh, I'm confused. Hold on. <laughs> well, you don't have a silver horn, so. I have a couple of them are Several, silver. several silver horns. Some are silver. Yeah, my, let's see, my E-flat, my cornet. And my pick are silver, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I think they're <laughs> silver. <laughs> they're not now. They're not now. They were. Do I have to clean them before be. ITG? Should I make you have look? you have I'm brass oh. and less brass. I'm doing. I am doing seven horns in sixty minutes. Should they all that's be? That's the name of the program. That's they so should awesome. all be clean. No, no, that's going to be some work. Hey, I'm responsible. I should for start three of those. now. Um, so. Additional hints: one horn at a time. Don't. That's why don't, I asked. Absolutely. Don't, 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 yeah. don't do that. And is anybody attempting is the rotary valves on oh, their own? God, no. I think that's a mistake. Yeah. I think to attempt those, the rotary valves on their own. Yeah. 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 Let someone else do it. Process is good. It avoids mishaps. Keep all the parts separated, right? Yeah. And then be sure you play test it when you're done. <laughs> right. Don't wait until you, you can sit in rehearsal and then go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will say, what did I, I did wash... What horn did I actually have to do recently? I did do this. And uh, I don't practice at home. You know, my office is less than five miles from my house, so I just leave all the horns here, and I just go back and forth. So right. uh, our dog had not really heard me play trumpet. So I put the horn back oh. together. The dog <laughs> looks up at me, and Mavis just... So I start playing and just watch the head tilt. <laughs> the dog <laughs> like, I don't understand what's happening here. So, But it's exactly right. Yeah, You're like, done, make sure the horn works. Play test. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've sent you guys some recordings with Daisy singing along in the background. Yes, how oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What's the deal um, with the? What do you do with the corks, Bill, on the on the spit valve? 
Well, I mean, I just inspect those things as I'm cleaning Water them. Water key. Yeah. I mean, I'm inspecting them, but I'm, you know, just try to be careful with them. You don't do those yourself. Out, but if I need a new one, yeah, because this is the next thing I was going to talk about are those quick repairs or tricks. And we've got stuff here at school. We've got a great repair room. I can go down and slice off new corks and glue them in if I need to and all that. So I'm not afraid to do those things. What about the springs? No. Putting springs on is a pain. <laughs> they have them in. I think they have the a tool for that. corks. I think corks I think and springs, are, that's for, for trained professionals. Yeah. But they do have a, they have a tool. That you can use for the putting the springs on. Right. Yeah. I don't have one of those, but. It doesn't work for the triggers on my Besson Cornet. They have to do that mm. by hand when they replace the trigger springs. Hmm. Yeah. This is what professionals are for. That's right. right. But there are other things you can do, like having a mouthpiece truing tool is yep. good. And a mouthpiece puller. And a mouthpiece puller. Those are things you should have. Yeah. So, Brian, you'll do your own corks and springs, right? No, I don't do that stuff. Really? No. no. Good. Mm. Jeff does that for me. The mouthpiece puller I have is the old timey version with um, with the ha- the you know the half moons yeah. that you have to get the right size to fit your receiver. So anytime a student, this is a studio wide thing. Anytime a student has their has their mouthpiece stuck, um, I videotape them struggling with it. I don't give them any instruction. I drop all the half moons on the on the music stand. I give them the and then videotape them, how long it takes them, and I send that to the rest of the studio. Oh, my God. The, the Bobcat, <laughs> that's good. It's the Bobcat awesome. just has those, those like it's a, like a V-shaped it's super diamond easy. shape. It just yeah. closes in on it. Yeah. Where's, the fun, where's the fun in that? Although no, I that's... have done it backwards before and, like, gone all the way through it. Oh, I'm <laughs> pushing this yeah, You know, there's a farther in. <laughs> wrong way. <laughs> I have done that. It is shaped to go around the cup. You know? Yeah, I've done it completely wrong. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm doing amazing Pretty work. Funny. Yeah. French horn player did it in about a minute and a half once. Nice. I was videotaping. I was like, okay, this isn't funny. This is amazing. She was very yeah, proud of she herself. Nailed it down. Well, that's she's a horn player. Yeah. 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 Um, there's there was a thing a few years ago. Someone brought in a piccolo, a piccolo trumpet that couldn't couldn't get the valves. You couldn't. It wasn't making any sound. It was clearly a valve issue. Right. Valve was in backwards. Valve was in the wrong hole. Whatever it was. Um, and it was a thing where it, with this particular brand, and I don't recall which one it was, all the numbers are facing the player except the fourth valve, which should be facing the other way. Yeah. Huh. Right. Wild. It was stamped the other direction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I do have one other th- thing to add is that I, I don't like anything in my lead pipe or in my tuning slide. And so um, when I was in school, I, I discovered a, this is many years ago, a Bob Reeves lead pipe swab. So it's like mm. what a clarinetist would use or something. Sure. And so I bought it for whatever 10 bucks it was then or something. Um, and, but it disintegrated very quickly. Um, and so um, I needed some other way to do that. So I um, just looked at how they had tied the, tied the, the, the chamois up with the string and what kind of mm. string they used. So I actually um, make them now um, and I make them for my students. I have one here. I, what I did was I, I, I still have it. I um, it's an old jazz camp T-shirt that I don't wear, and I just cut out a little square, <laughs> um, and I just use some nylon line, um, and then I take a, a fishing lure, um, f- sorry, fishing sinker, and I put it on the end, and I use a lighter, and I just melt melt the stuff down so it doesn't ever come undone, and then right. I sell them to the students for three bucks, and then I use the money to buy music for the studio. Oh. So when we need a new solo in the studio, I just use the money from that and buy the new solo. This solo. sounds like WTF merchandise. Oh, yeah. yeah. It really does. 
yeah. lead pipe swab. So lead students have swabs. it. Yeah, the WTF great. lead pipe swaps. This reminds <laughs> me, you using this shirt and just kind of divvying it up. Is Remember the story that Bryce Ferguson told us <laughs> oh, about Dennis? Oh, that was Dennis, great. He, Dennis Wick. He has an old slide, an old trombone. I think old trombone. Was, right? yeah. Of Dennis Wick's. And when he has to do a patch repair on an instrument, he uses a piece of that horn. He goes, there's parts of Dennis Wick all over the country. <laughs> I love it. It's fantastic. Like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Parts of that trombone are all over <laughs> all every major over orchestra the, in the, the country. UK. <laughs> That's fabulous. Yeah. Um, any other quick repairs or tricks or anything like that you can think of that goes along with uh, keeping the horns clean? You should have some of that mouthpiece disinfectant. That's good to have around. If you get a cold, if you get sick, yep. if you need to try somebody's instrument, yeah. Do you, do you remember the that. days when they used to tell us to put a couple drops of oil down the lead pipe every time you were done playing? Did you ever <laughs> yes. hear this one before? Yes, I did. Uh, one of my teachers told me before you started playing every day. Yeah. Oh, wow. Huh. Yeah. Makes the air smooth. Well, it, well, it just oils the valves. Every right. time it gives you a little bit through all the valves as you start. <sighs> that was his contention. Yeah, all those cheeseburgers in the lead pipe, it just gets them right down on the valves. Yes. Right. Do, you, do you brush your teeth before you play? Well, I brush my teeth every in the morning. Yeah. After breakfast. I know a lot of people who brush every time they go to play. Yes, that's, every single that's time. That's exhausting. <laughs> it, it is. I, I can't. And what do you do with the point. Diet Coke? Well, I, I got That's what that the does. The Diet Coke's fine. The, the acid in the Diet Coke cleans all the stuff out. <laughs> that's and what I'm and it doesn't get into That's the horn. my new contention that I'm making up with no evidence. Have you ever put right. a penny in a, diet, in, a, in, a, in a little glass of Diet Coke and picked it up overnight? No, why would you do that? And then it's I can't drink the Diet Coke. Very, very shiny. Yeah. Right, that's why the inside of my horn's so shiny. Yeah, See? That's why You're proving my them, point. Every two years, stop arguing for him. Yeah, yes. thank you. Well, Finally, listen, I don't know if you if you just listen to this and now don't know how to clean your trumpet. I'm just not sure that you ever will. You should just call Chris. Just yes. call Chris. He'll if you're anywhere near Delaware, just go see Chris Cromer, A minor tune up. Yeah. He will do great work for you. But but don't be afraid to do this on your own. It's not that difficult. Well, it really isn't. No, but Take there's stuff time. that you should definitely have it's a very professional rewarding. do. Yeah, there are. But, I mean, if it's just cleaning, come on. <laughs> and if your mouthpiece gets stuck, do not let your father use pliers. Or channel oh locks. <laughs> yeah, that's not okay. Channel yeah. locks. Well, yeah, because, you know, there's uh, the teeth in there. You can really kind of turn that. <laughs> twist the whole thing right off. Twist that. Twist the mouthpiece and the, the whole first solder joint right yeah. off. Ouch. I sort of thought that solder would be stronger. <laughs> yeah, that's the best stuff. All right, boys, time for no offense. Look, playing on dirty equipment is just doing it wrong. It's not safe. It's not helping you musically, and it's essentially just gross. So we don't care if your horn is super shiny. We just want to know the inside isn't a breeding ground for the next pandemic. No offense. If you're not keeping your horns clean, you're doing it wrong, Joey. Fair. That's totally fair. All right. <laughs> for the next pandemic. <laughs> yeah, spitballs really don't do it. Do all the work that you need done either. Those are fine, but, you know. Yeah, no, it, I should do, need to be better at this. We should have people just send in pictures of the worst stuff they're finding. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Theopenbell at gmail.com. Send it in. Send us your pictures. What Gross was the tuba, pictures. tuba story uh, Scott Belk told? Oh, we can't tell that. <laughs> no, we can't tell that. I know a lot of. If you guys meet Scott Belk, stories. ask him for the tu- <laughs> what for was the in the tuba story. bell story. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Getting weak in the knees again. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's an amazing story. <laughs> 
Joey is just too squeamish for this episode, That's which is the other reason he checked out. Yeah. And not because he doesn't believe in his in cleaning his horns. He just can't take it. That's a great idea. It's just, you know, takes time. do it. <laughs> <laughs> takes time away so from practice. Are you going to get them all done at ITG right before your recital? <laughs> hey, listen, my recital's in an hour. Can you clean these? <laughs> I want them Six to feel horns. entirely different. I want them to be completely different. Yeah. Which actually is a good point, right? Yeah. Like if you do have something <laughs> like a couple days away, just let it just let it ride. Yeah. It's okay. Do do them after a major performance, not yes. right before the morning That's of the your choice. recital. Yeah, don't. But yeah, I'm a few weeks out. I should clean them this week, I guess. You I should get on that. All yeah. seven of them. Nine. All seven horns. Nine. I mean, seven horns? for the thing. Seven for the thing. Day, right. Yeah. For the recital. Yeah. yeah. And you I gotta know. polish all those. That'll only take you about eight hours. I don't think I'm gonna polish. I'll clean them though. I think you should polish them. What about practicing? What about having gloves on while you practice so you don't mess up the the finish? You should do that. That's ridiculous because that's not how (laughs) I'm going to perform. So I'm not doing that. You should just do the one white glove. Somebody does. I know somebody who does the Michael Jackson. I could be the Michael Jackson of trumpet. Yeah. MJ of trumpet. I'm much taller. So. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's That's a good idea. All right, boys. Well, that should about do it for today. Hey, stay tuned. Tell your friends and neighbors and keep your equipment clean. So long for now. Remember to keep an open mind, but more importantly, an open bell. Today's episode was recorded in a facility that processes tree nuts. Please check due date on carton. Allow four to six weeks for delivery. Penalties for early withdrawal will apply. Canadian currency only. Not responsible for any direct, indirect, incidental, or consequential damage. Seatbacks and tray tables must be in the upright position. Removal of stickers enhances warranty. Dr. Appleby Weinberg's presence is completely imagined. I can't believe it's not butter. Made with real cheese. Thank you to our amazing staff, brass band attorneys, higher, faster, and louder. Brian's repair person, Anita Slypool. Instrument acquisitions, Phil McQuad Case. Mouthpiece tester, Ima Presser. Administrative support specialist, Joey Turnbaugh Williams Jr. Jazz trumpet intern, Eileen Back. Wellness consultant, B.O. Problem. Mr. Tartell's management, Luke Etmashorts. <laughs>